0: Welcome back to another episode of The Breakthrough Room. I'm your host, Christine, and today I'm excited to bring on my next guest. He's not only my best friend, but he is also my former co-host of our first podcast that we did together called Your Single Friends. So if you were a listener of that podcast, you can kind of say this is like a mini reunion, but of course, breakthrough style. So if there's anything you like about this episode, please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review because it really helps me out.
1: baby we're back do you curse on the show i do curse not okay. not often but you can curse all right we're fucking back baby <laughs> back like cook crack okay <laughs> that's a, that was an old school jewels santana reference
0: okay well if you are a your single friends listener we're not it's not going to be a traditional your single friends episode but what i did think of doing is that we're going to play uh rules for life and that was a game we played on the show But how we're going to play it this time is I'm going to ask him a question, and he is going to um, tell a story, and I'll tell a story as well, but we're not just going to share our rule, we're going to share our story and how we came to that rule. So, are we ready? Ready, Freddie. Actually, you know what? Before we even get into the story, Ramon, are you still single?
1: I am. You are single. I am still single. Still, st- still habitually single. It's gotten uh, since uh, since since our our heyday. It's uh, it's definitely been a little more interesting. Okay. Um. First of all, I'm I'm on the apps and I'm full on in the apps now. Well, okay. Uh. So we're not on camera, but uh. For again, people that used to listen to us, like I I as the show went on, as our seasons went on, people would always comment that I was like consistently losing weight <laughs> from season one to season four. <laughs> So I'm like down like 25 pounds. Um, I grew out my hair. I chopped it all off. So I noticed that the thinner I get... Well, at one point I noticed that the thinner I get and the longer my hair was, like my love life was definitely popping. But yes, (laughs) uh, I'm long-winded. Yes, I'm still still single. I'm still on the apps. Um, I am dating uh, relatively consistently. Yeah, you are. You are pretty consistent,
0: actually. Like you go through seasons, just like me. My seasons last a little bit longer, but... You, you go through your seasons and then you're like, when you're in, you're in. So
1: oh, proud of you. It. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been expensive, but just trying to get more creative with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been trying sort of. I, oh, I've,
1: for people who don't, she's, she's selling herself short. She's doing phenomenal. She's doing great. <laughs> no, I swear to God, anybody that listened to us from back in the day, like. She is doing awesome. I'm so proud. I, I live for these stories. I cannot wait. She'll send me messages to me. I'm like, it's so early, but there's a time difference. So it'll be like 8 o'clock. I'm like, look at this old woman. But for her, it's like 11. So I was like, dang, she was up all night, you know, <laughs> relatively, you know, talking to people and stuff. Doesn't yeah, talk to her cats as much.
0: No, I'm, I'm trying to talk to some people. We'll see what happens. Right now, it's just conversations. But anyway. Okay. So now we're going to get into the game. So... Are you ready for this? I, I have no... I I actually picked some cards out that I thought you may have stories on. So let's see what happens. Okay. So the first rule is... All right. We're starting off on a serious note. Raman, rules for letting go of the past.
1: Oh, shit. Rules for letting go of the past. Yes.
0: Tell mm-hmm. us a story before you get to your rule.
1: I think the big thing is... Um whether this is pessimistic or not, like people have to understand that life is going to keep going. Life keeps moving forward. So there's no time in dwelling in the past. Um, which sucks because, you know, sometimes you have happy memories in the past, you know, where, there, you know, there's people that probably listen to your show and stuff that may have, you know, lost loved ones or something or, or previous relationships or anything like that, or even, even somewhat lighthearted, like they lost a pet or something, obviously remembering that that's a happy memory. So it's hard to let go of a happy memory and hard to move on from it, but you know, world keeps spinning. So, um, I think you just have to take it for what it is. If it's a bad memory, leave it in the past. If it's a happy memory, leave it in the past, but you can just at least look back on it and smile on it. Um, It's definitely easier said than done, though. um, So so was
0: there a time where like what you're saying is if I'm going to paraphrase, you're saying that life goes on like that's kind of your philosophy as far as so is there a time in your life where like that, that, that philosophy fully made sense to you and you were able to apply it?
1: Um, I guess if I'm going to put myself on blast, the easiest one would probably be the two parent household with my son. Okay. You know, at one point, you know, it was a two-parent household. He, my son had his mom. He had his dad. And, you know, for, for a while, we there was a happy home, happy medium. And unfortunately, for one way or another, it didn't work out. And there's nothing I can do about that. There was nothing I could do about that then. There's definitely nothing I can do about it now. And it's perfectly okay. Like, both parties have moved on. One of the parties, my ex is actually happily married now. And that's fine. But that's one of those things I had to come to terms that, like, my son wasn't going to have a nuclear family, you know, upbringing, at least at this point in his in his early in his life with the two parent household. Like he's going to have the multiple homes and stuff like that. So I just had to I had to come to peace with that. And I had to just focus on being the best possible parent I can do and and develop that for
0: Nice. So I think this actually I feel like is so applicable to my life in the last year or so that I've been. um I don't want to say struggling with, that it's made the most sense to me. I would say, I think what's helped me finally click of letting go in the past is accepting that in regards to relationships, is accepting that like you can still feel some way about someone and they don't have to be in your life anymore. Whereas like I always kind of thought that to get over someone, you stop having feelings for them. But... And so I think that's why I couldn't let go of the past because I'm like, well if I feel this way then i'm I'm focusing so much on the past because I still feel this way but now I've come to a point where I'm like oh no I can actually still feel this way and um kind of like cherish those feelings for that person but make room for the rest of life and keep going on so yeah I feel like yep. that's that's finally kind of clicked for me is like you don't have to get over your feelings for someone in order to move on
1: so I'm a big uh, I'm Obviously, you know me, but in the interest for your show, I'm a big pop culture, like stories, reader, movies and all that. So it sounds really funny. But the way I generalize my life is, you know, people say your life is a story, right? It's not just one story or or one book in my personal opinion. I feel like they're broken down into volumes. So, again, everybody's going to be different. With me, my volumes are broken down by decades. So I'm 32. So right now I'm on book three. So, this is the third decade of living. So, mm-hmm. I'm on book three, chapter two. So I miss these.
0: I miss these analogies. And then, uh, <laughs> so, I, but I, I swear,
1: this is, the, this is I, the, what's been happening. I mean, me. it makes
0: sense. I'm with you. I'm and with uh, you.
1: So, I'm on book three, chapter two, and I had to come to terms that sometimes you do have s- supporting characters in your life for quite some time. So, I've had, you know, and you're going to have your consistent ones. Like, for me, you know, um, you like know your right sisters. now, one of the big, my sisters and my my mom. My mom has been a supporting character. And then you have just like life, just like TV shows and stuff. You have your tragedies, you know, in, you know, book two, chapter nine, my father passed away, you know, he passed away at 29 and stuff like that. So that was like the ending of book two. So I go into book three in my thirties, like a whole new look. So I'm being lighthearted, but I'm also being dead serious on that. So because of that, like that's one thing, and I recently kind of came into this. I, I recently started looking into this probably within the last year or so. Um, but it really has helped me make some peace with um, with people in and out of my life. So I mean, offline you you know there's a there's a unique gap in some of my friendships, uh, relatively recently that never had happened before. And that was like my way of, of justifying it is like, sometimes people have to do their own things for a while. So I think that's the other thing that's been helping me just, you know, keep one foot in front of the other and, and, and eyes forward, um, in regards to that, you know, cause track keeps moving. So actually I actually really,
0: uh, I oh, normally will make fun of you, but I actually really like this idea.
1: No, yeah, I like, that, I it's, like, it's really helped me.
0: Yeah. No, I like this concept of like. I mean, obviously, we say like there's different chapters and people are a part of different seasons. Right. But I never thought of it as like um, a movie. And so like, let's say five or 10 years of my life is a movie. And then there's a sequel to it, but it may not have all the same characters. Or maybe the characters will come back in like the third version of the movie. So I don't know. That's kind of cool. I like that. All right.
1: It's really been helping me. And it's it's literally it it brought me as as corny as it sounds it brought me clarity uh yeah. actually to to be a little on the nose it it, it was a breakthrough for me oh uh, look at you <laughs> there we go <laughs> there we go trademark pending for christine santiago i don't know if you say your last name on there so trademark pending for christine <laughs>
0: <laughs> i actually made this an llc did i tell you
1: yes you did you did yeah so that's badass so okay th- nobody steal this or she'll sue your ass
0: yeah me and all my big shot legal team there you go. <laughs> All right. So this was a little bit lighthearted. I I am actually very excited to hear what you have to say about this one. Rules for wearing a freakum dress. So remember, you got to tell a story and how you came up on the rule.
1: A freakum dress, like mm-hmm. like uh, what I think is a freakum dress
0: sure sure like oh like just again think of a woman that you would find completely attractive she's wearing a freakum dress what would be your rule like what would you and it could it could be a positive rule like to make it really work to carry the confidence what's the rule or maybe just don't ever do that in a freakum dress in your opinion
1: um can't can't be wearing panties with them sundresses girls we got it. <laughs> i want that's I a freakum see- dress oh a sundress season oh my god especially if a girl got ass <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to see the dress all up in them cheeks, girl. That's what I want to see. No, I think, uh, I think sundresses are so sexy. And um, mm, get a girl with a nice sundress, nice little choker necklace, her nails done, eyebrows done.
0: A choker necklace. That's very oh, yeah. specific.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it's super because I think it accentuates like the, the, the bosom so to speak. So I think, I think it's beautiful, <laughs> but it's also high enough that brings attention to her face. I'm, I'm a sucker for pretty faces, obviously. So it's like with a choker, like you're going to notice the necklace. So you may obviously naturally, unfortunately, or whatever you look down or something, but then it also brings the attention up, brings the eyes up. And that's the other thing with the eyebrows. So when the eyebrows are done, it brings the eyes up. And like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm I really appreciate a very pretty face, especially like a girl that takes the time to take care of herself. And I'm not saying like she's got to put on like a pound of makeup or anything like that. But someone that like, oh, you actually like wash your face and, you know, and exfoliate and stuff like that. I think that's incredibly sexy. So the rule for that is, uh, yeah, accentuate. Don't wear panties is what you just said. (laughs) And don't wear panties. That's my rule. What about a thong? I mean i guess i guess uh i mean it's hot out here so i mean oh, you want something up your ass like that I mean, that's, so um,
0: so my rule for wearing a freakum dress is don't be too drunk in it because uh cliche. yeah i've definitely i'm not going to go into the full story because i'm sure it'll come up someday but basically i was trying to be scandalous in my freakum dress old town scottsdale like short as hell push-up bra boobs out six inch heels too drunk and while i was walking on the sidewalk trying to get a cab fell on all fours with the high beams of the traffic staring at my white ass and then i got some bloody ass knees after that so that was the end of the night (laughs) so don't be too drunk in a freakum dress
1: don't be too drunk in a freak of dress so maybe in that instance it's good that you didn't follow your mom's woman you actually wore panties
0: i know Honest, uh, i think i did yeah i probably yeah. did okay th- how it's about like you can see your <laughs> oh this is bringing back so many your single friends uh feelings
1: it's like we're like outcasts guys like we never we never broke up it's just you know we're working on our own projects Christine's got the breakthrough room and my project is absolutely nothing. And there's nothing (laughs) wrong with that.
0: (laughs) Your project is getting in killer shape. That's your project. There we go. There we go. Leveling up. Okay. How about rules for being friends with an ex? Now you definitely have stories on this because you're friends with all your exes. So please, how did you get to being friends with your exes and what are your rules?
1: Okay. So with that, um, so the r- rule, okay, first I'll, I'll knock out the rule and then I'll tell the story. So the rule is be mature, keep it simple, be mature people, uh, you know, and, and try to make it work. That being said, you know, people come in your life for a reason, again, using, you know, the story and the books and stuff. So they may have been the main character for a chapter, you know, or half a chapter. And the way I look at it, especially like, for example, if I've slept with someone, like I have, I have, you know, shared as cheesy as it sounds. Like, I've shared, like, a moment with you, obviously, you know, so it's, like, to me, I'm, like, I don't know, it's weird coming back from, like, there's no coming back from that, so I'm, like, you might as well just be mature about it, like, whatever, we, we had a fling, it worked out, it did, it, or it didn't, and then you just keep it moving. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't say, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm flat out friends with all my exes as I've aged a little bit, but I'm definitely friendly with about, you know, 99% of them, like, they all, were all, like, friends on social media and stuff like that which is pretty fascinating um i don't really yeah, have i'm much not friends with
0: any of my exes on social media
1: you know it's actually relatively funny one of my exes uh relatively recently not my son's mother but like another ex from high school she was actually gonna braid my hair when my hair was long and we had jumped on a call but we couldn't get our schedules and stuff but she was just asking me how i was doing and stuff and uh it was just pretty funny. I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm just working myself. You know, I'm, you know, I wasn't always the best boyfriend. She's like, that's for sure. I'm like, bitch. (laughs) 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 But Um, you know, you just, I don't have, there's not enough. Like I'm again, I'm friendly with them. Do I sit there and go out and have drinks with them or, you know, hang out with them? Probably not. I mean, there's, I mean, I have been in situations like there was a girl that I was dating and, um, you know, it just didn't work out. And then she started dating like another guy that I knew. And then the two of them invited me to their baby shower. And like, I, I didn't make it, but I've just always been like, you know what, like, huh, it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know,
0: that is so weird. Yeah. See, my rule is, I'm not going to say don't be friends with an ex because I don't think that's realistic. I don't, I think it's possible to be friends with an ex, but I think you need to be realistic with yourself. And like, are you over the feelings? Yeah. Period. And set, set parameters the, and boundaries. Exactly. I was going to say, are you over the feelings for the person? And does the other person respect where you're at? So like if you're trying to be friends and the other person is not over you and you decide to get into that friendship, is the other person kind of playing with your emotions a little bit? Like, are you getting the random I miss miss you? I think of you, but they broke up with you. Like that's, that's where it's like, okay, that can't be a friendship. But I am optimistic that I can be friends with an ex if that's something that was wanted from both parties once the feelings are gone and um, that was like that position was respected. At least for me. I feel like if I've made it clear that I feel this way about you, don't don't fucking talk about feelings or like try to like have this quick moment of connection when you're not gonna like do anything. So that can't be a friendship. But okay, so this is a good one because I feel like we both relate on this. So I'm curious to see what your rule would be. So this one is going to be specifically for minorities who don't necessarily feel like they fit in with the majority of the population and their, their minority population. So rules for surviving in this world as a insert label. And I want to put in as a Latin American. Ooh. So to be more specific, Ramon and I are both very, feel very similar in that. Like we grew up not being Brown enough for our Brown people. And we weren't um, white enough for white people. So where do you fit in? So rules for surviving a world in that context.
1: I guess um, the simplest thing would be try to find your place and try to not let your culture divide define you. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, you know, um, but try to find your place. Uh, you know, so like the story aspect of it is, like Christine said, you know, growing up, you know i'm a first generation american you know my mother's from mexico my father was from from the united states from from los angeles um and and you know i was raised pure mexican you know my my full name is mexican as fuck. I'm, i was raised catholic you know i did the whole as a kid the whole you know cultural mexican thing with the cowboy hats and the cowboy boots and stuff like that and then as i got older you know especially once my parents divorced like I lost a lot of that culture. And then when I had moved and stuff, you know, and and it was, it was true, you know, like the white kids, they, you know, I was, I was just a Mexican kid to them, you know, and you know, you would think half the time, like it was just, it was just a big divide. But then for the Mexican kids, you know, I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't know a lot of the Spanish folk songs or I didn't know a lot of that. So like the community that accepted me with like open arms was the black community because to them, they, you know, they didn't see. They didn't see, you know, how Mexican or not I was. They just saw, oh, like as a Mexican dude that speaks Spanish. And um, I think that is a big thing, you know. Like one of my best friends is, is is black, and his family, like to them, like it was it was never, it was never a thing on was I good enough or was I not. Like they didn't look at me that way. So I think that's what helps me as an adult. So you know, just you know, find your way, and, it, and it'll work itself out. And then I think it's gotten easier as I've aged as well, though, because I've met people like even yourself, where we can we can relate to that, you know, um, where you know you're you kind of constantly have that that culture shift. So, um, know your role, though. I mean, there's you know, there is also being Latin American. We literally come in all shades and colors too. So you know, some Latinos are gonna have a different experienced than others you know and um yeah it's 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 definitely tricky it's definitely tricky on that
0: yeah I would say half jokingly just be friends with black people (laughs) because I mean it's a joke but it's not a joke because I would agree the the group that didn't really bring up like my color or how I spoke was were black black people and like black guys loved me Like it just, it just, I mean, I love black guys, so it worked out well, but I just mean like, it wasn't, it wasn't this thing. Cause like Latin men, you know, I was a white girl and I'm just like, well, okay. And then same thing, same thing with, uh, girlfriends. Um, and it was always like, I don't know about you, but it was always said like playfully, but it also wasn't a compliment. So it was just like this, like this little dig that's supposed to be funny, but I'm like, okay, after a while, it's like, I'm not white. I'm Puerto Rican. I was born in America. But like, I'm proud to be Puerto Rican at the same time. But I think as an adult, as a, as growing up, that's very confusing because you're trying to find your identity in general. Uh, but as an adult, I think my rule now would just be find people that just accept you as you are. Because I'm finding like, for example, I'm talking to a guy right now, becoming really good friends with him. He's Puerto Rican um, he speaks Spanish. He's raising his, he ra- raised his kids as first language to speak Spanish. He doesn't talk to me weird. Like he doesn't make a comment about how I don't speak Spanish. He doesn't say anything. Like he'll say Spanish words to me and he'll be like, Oh, did you, do you know what that means? And like, but he doesn't say it in a condescending way. He says it more in a way, like, I'm not trying to make you feel stupid or out of place. So it's like mm-hmm. things like that, you know, it's just like find people that don't even care that you, I don't know, you're quote unquote, too white or whatever whatever the hell people say but okay next question okay ramon rules for approaching a woman you're interested in who's in a larger group
1: what would you do um i think the big thing is establish confidence but be polite actually you know what does that mean So my rule is going to be, don't be afraid of rejection. Uh, No, actually, no. Establish confidence, but be polite. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. Like rejection, I'll I'll go into more of it. But, you know, because, you know, there's, you know, it it really just depends. Everybody's a little different. And and, sometimes I do really well with this. Sometimes I'm I'm really rusty. But I think, um, I mean, if you... See, I don't know, man. Women, women flirt funny. There, I see the jokes and memes and stuff like that because it's like, like women's way of flirting at the like at the gym, for example, is they just give you eye contact once. And I it's was like, just gonna I can-
0: say, my rule is you just don't talk to them and look at them.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, so you just it's look. Like, what the- <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I think you know, if you establish eye contact, usually what I used to do when I was doing pretty well is if I establish eye contact, I think the second time then the third time i would smile if they smiled back that was usually my sign so then i would walk up so
0: so if they're in a big group you're still going to walk up to them
1: oh yeah i'm not I'm, but i'm not shy so yeah um so i'd walk up like hi my name is ramon how are you and stuff like that i mean it also depends in the context because like if they're at the if if i'm at the bar you know with everybody else and they're at like bottle service you know and you know they got a table or something that's going to be a little bit harder you know but so a table
0: but, of a bunch of women getting bottle service you see one that stands out to you she looks at you twice
1: that one's gonna be tough i i want to sit here and be like yeah i'm gonna go up to the table and be like what's up hi how are you doing you know but you know Uh i'm also not gonna lie like maybe i do that two out of ten times maybe the other eight out of ten i'm just like damn hopefully she leaves the table now if she does leave the table you're gonna chase her down like a creep no not like a creep <laughs> um but it, like let's say she goes to the bar or something like that which why would she go to the bar you know that's uh-huh. the thing if she's got bossers why is she going to the bar and if she still kept eye contact and smile or something then i'd probably like make a beeline like hi how are you doing my name's Ramon. but then again also i haven't been really to the clubs since uh covid started so it's going on like three years so i'm thinking let me let me kind of rewind i don't want to erase and rewind like a whiteboard but think okay maybe at a bar that's what we'll use a we'll bar So, yeah, scratch that whole story because I'm in my almost mid-30s now. So if it's a group of girls at a bar, and same thing, eye contact, I will walk up and, you know, just say hello, you know, and just try and strike up a conversation or something. And then, obviously, depending on the group of friends, if they're being, you know, if they are being opening, like, body language and stuff like that, be polite and introduce myself to everybody. And then sometimes, depending on, you know, what the budget's like, if I have to bite the bullet, buy them all fucking round, but really just try and take the attention of one of them but that's the worst it's like hey can i buy your friends a drink i really just want to buy you a drink but i'm gonna bite the bullet and buy everybody fucking nine dollar shots and just be like hopefully I you get know what number
0: i don't think okay maybe i will say maybe when i have gone out guys have gotten my friends a drink but it was only because i was i was only always with one person i don't honestly i don't feel like i've had you know what? I can't really speak. I don't go out to clubs that often. So that's probably why I don't have a reference. But if I do, I'm only with like one or two girls. Like I don't go out with a big group of women.
1: I uh I was out in LA and um and I and I these two this this one girl, two of them. They're beautiful, beautiful girls and um I just remember I was like I uh, fuck it, like fuck it. Even with the rejection, I have to talk to them. And I went up to talk to them and uh one and one of the girls she was super she was super super bowed and stuff there's a fine print to that i'll get to it but she was super bowed and stuff like that but she's like hey but if you're gonna buy me a drink like you gotta buy my sister a drink too because they look like sisters so i was like yeah not a problem but she was cool she was chopping it up with me and stuff and then uh then you know we just the night kind of went on to be fair i also got more and more drunk as the night went on but (laughs) looking back at it one of my friends was convinced they were hookers because they were like super dressed up in this like random little dive bar on like Venice Beach oh god and he was like "There's." he's like and not in a bad way but he's just like they had to be working girls man they had to be working girls because once they realized that you were just trying to talk to them not like buy from them like that's probably why they like drifted off I was like oh maybe I don't know like I said I was so drunk they had to send me home by myself in an Uber so I don't really remember much of that oh that was
0: recently wasn't that
1: (laughs) yes it was oh black yeah girls spe- okay C- christine there were black girls that were speaking spanish so oh that was like your dream yeah of course you of were course. in heaven uh, okay they're like they're actually both mexican too which was surprising i thought they were going to be dominican but they're yeah. like nope like we are i think they're like yeah we're mexican and yada yada yeah and i was like jesus christ so i was like you guys look like like you were drawn out of my imagination. (laughs) Well,
0: unfortunately I don't really have a role because as outgoing and confident as I can be, I think when it comes to like men, like the, uh, the dynamic between myself and a man in a romantic setting, I am very submissive. Like I am very much like chase me, like, but not in a chase me where like, I'm going to play games with you. I just mean like where I want that man to be very dominant and like, approach me and god bless you guys i know that's not easy i'm like in general i know that's tough and i'm asking for a lot but i, <laughs> I just i just think that's attractive like i don't i want to feel like a little delicate flower <laughs> even though i also want to walk around like don't fuck with me but i also want to be like a little
1: delicate flower at the same time <laughs> it's like d- don't fuck with me but you can deflower me later <laughs> oh
0: god i hope my dad doesn't listen to this episode <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm a filthy fuck. What what can I say? (laughs) Okay, I have two more rules. Okay, this second to last one. Rules for rekindling an old love. Or you could even say an old friendship. We'll just say rules for rekindling a relationship because I feel like for the most part, they'll be about the same.
1: See, that's tough because I I feel like that's hard to create a rule for because what's the context you know like what would happen why did the friendship or the relationship end, okay you know
0: so let's assume re- friendship or relationship let's assume it ended with someone being hurt not it wasn't one of those that you just gradually stopped talking to each other someone was kind of hurt it doesn't mean that someone did someone dirty it's just there were hurt feelings in the decision to separate the friendship or relationship And you want to rekindle it. So I'll go while you're thinking. Yeah. I, I don't actually have a story of doing this. Um, but I imagine that if I were to rekindle any friendship or romantic relationship, uh, from the past where, where it wasn't, where it didn't end badly. Like someone didn't betray someone. It just, for whatever reason it ended. Um, my thing is, and I feel like people don't like this. I feel like people don't want to face the past or face, uh, the hurt feelings that may have come. But if I'm going to rekindle a relationship, I expect the first thing that we establish is handling what happened in the past. Like it needs to be addressed. Um, even if it's like, Hey, you know, really sorry how that ended but you know, I want to move forward. Like it could be simple, right? Like there needs to be an addressing of what may have happened before we even move forward. Cause, cause I'm the kind of, per- like if I'm the one on the receiving end where I'm hurt, I need my feelings validated before you just pop into my life and pretend like nothing ever happened. So that's where it's like, I'm not saying it has to be rehashed, but it has to be acknowledged And because I also think in that moment of acknowledging, you're also giving me permission or giving me information to decide, does this feel like the right thing to do to rekindle? Otherwise, when you just pop up in someone's life and pretend like nothing ever happened, I feel like you're dismissing the past. You're not giving that person any kind of clarity as to why you're even talking to them. Are you interested in pursuing something further or are you just popping up to say hi because you're lonely? Like, So that's where I'm like, acknowledge that this was once a thing or feelings and um then we can move forward and 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 talk about rekindling. So that's what I would that's what I would want to happen if I rekindled any type of relationship where there was at least some sort of hurt around it.
1: I like that. I like that. And I mean I'll literally just keep it the same as you then acknowledge but and move forward. Acknowledge yeah. Move forward.
0: I would say to add to that, though, if you're going to move forward, you have to genuinely be honest with yourself and, like, are you capable of moving forward? Because so if you're gonna, if you're gonna hold, if applicable. Yeah. Right. No. Because it's like if you're gonna hold on to a grudge, then that's not going to be very productive in moving forward. So you do kind of have to be honest with that. Like, where are you at in order to move forward? Easier said than done, but I think that's just fair for both parties okay last question to wrap this up rules for living your life to the fullest give me a story
1: well let me see I don't know if I have a specific story per se but my rule is going to be you don't owe anybody anything in this world remember that people you do not owe anybody anything it is your life you live it the way you want it to be what makes uh, you happy. That's I my personal opinion.
0: I don't like that because you do owe people kindness and respect.
1: Maybe. But just I mean, just as a default, right? Like just as a default. I mean be be a nice person. Be a good person. <laughs> okay, okay, but that's like, good. Clarity. But like you don't like you don't owe them shit, you know? Like you don't need to explain anything to anybody, you know. Once once you're a full on adult, you know, it's like, you know what, it's 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 your life. It's your life. Now granted, if you have children or if you have you know, a significant other or something like that, then, yes, you're going to have to modify that rule a little bit. But, like, if you're, like, like you don't owe anybody a goddamn thing because at the end of the day, everybody's always going to have an opinion, but that opinion is, in the in the grand scheme of things, it's invalid. You know, a phrase that I had, you know, mentioned about myself is I had spent, you know, my whole 20s trying to keep up with the Joneses when I did not give a fuck what the Joneses thought so i'm Mm -hmm. like so i was constantly contradicting myself i'm like if i don't care what anybody thinks why am i trying to be like them so that that's kind of my my spiel you know it's like where at least again for the record i'm not going to knock on religion or anything in my opinion until proven otherwise i feel like you're only here once so you know you you live your ways, I mean don't be an anarchist, you know, and don't you know back like, fuck it, like you know, be aware that your actions come with consequences, you know whether or every action there's a reaction, whether it's good or bad, but I mean it's like you know what, fuck it, fuck it, I mean that's just you know that's just the way I live my life is you know that's the way i'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it, you know, and I mean again, I do have certain standards and morals, you know? So maybe my my way of living my life is going to be different than someone, you know, cuz again, I have I have a son, not only I mean a child in general, but specifically a son. So it's my responsibility to make sure that uh he's not only a good standing person in society, but a good man in society, especially in you know, western society. So I'm doing my best to try and teach him the importance of, you know, being, you know, a gentleman and being, you know, you know, good with women, good with good with people good with money good with family you know but i'm not perfect either you know so i'm still working on that too so you know just yeah that's that's my whole spiel we're, we're, we're all just trying to figure shit out the older the older i get the more i realize people are still trying to figure shit out so remind
0: me again what was your rule
1: i don't even remember now oh I you don't owe any, any-
0: i know that's what i was yeah. like hold on you don't owe anyone anything i think that was your rule
1: what was the that question was your rule. uh, rules for living uh, your life to the fullest rules- yeah. Yeah. You don't owe anybody anything. Enjoy it. It's yours. It's okay. not, it's not anybody okay. else's. Um, you know, I had a, a cousin that passed away from leukemia, uh, about 10 years ago. And we had asked her, we, I saw her about two or three days before she died. And we asked her, I was like, do you have any advice? And she's like, I spent my whole life tra- worrying about what other people thought. And it wasn't until it was too late. Cause she died young. She died at like 40. Um, with three children and you know and she was like if i stopped caring if i cared less what people thought i would have had a happier life
0: yeah we don't learn those lessons until until we're at the end but no that's a good that's a good rule i'm gonna say from personal experience um get rid easier said than done but get rid of your expectations and timelines of the future because I certainly thought at 36, I would have had a family by now. I would have been married like 25, had a kid at 27, probably had five kids by now. Like, that's what I thought. Um, And when you have those expectations and timelines and you don't meet them, you almost feel like something's wrong with you. But the reality is... Uh, my goal of having a family required another person. I don't have control over another over another person or when I meet that person. And it's very silly to just settle with anyone just to have children at 25 or whatever. Um, and instead, here I am. I just picked up, did this crazy thing, you know, two years ago, got to live in a couple different cities I didn't get to visit cities. I lived in different cities for fun. And um, I'm just like living an adventure now. So I would say get rid of those timelines, those expectations. Allow yourself to just be where you are today and let the rest fall into place. Easier said than done. But just have fun. If you're having fun, then who needs a deadline? Who wants a deadline to fun?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Life's too short for that. Life's too short for fucking deadlines.
0: My new life goal is to live a life that I don't need a vacation from. Like, do you realize that we constantly take vacations to get away from our life, to get away from the stress and responsibilities? And I'm like, no, I really want to have a life where I don't feel like I need to get a vacation from it, but the vacation is a part of my life. So that's, that's really what I'm trying to create. I don't know have I don't have a rule book for that yet or a rule yet, but that's that's my goal. I like that.
1: I like that too. Just just try to be happy. The world's so sad and ugly and serious as it is, so like try to make it happy. And I know I bump heads with people because they're like, "You're such a fucking glass half full kind of guy," but I'm like, "You gotta be, you gotta be fuck." Yeah. All right, Roman. Well, I
0: loved having you on the podcast again. I mean, I talk to you every day, but (laughs) I love, I love doing this with you. It's always fun. So we'll, we'll definitely have to do it again.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much for having me, Miss Santiago. And, uh, what was it? What was it that was my old little sign off? Wash your face, wash your ass, be a good fucking person Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) All All right. All right, fuckheads. See you guys later.